chart a new course towards success. Join us in this episode as we dive into the inspiring journey of Dr. Vikram Maya, where he shares valuable insights on bridging medicine and entrepreneurship, fostering a healthy and inclusive culture, and embracing personal growth. Discover how his experiences and expertise can empower you to create a meaningful impact in the healthcare industry and turning a fulfilling life aligned with your values. Healthcare entrepreneurs, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your business so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while creating a positive social impact? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provider's Edge. I'm your host, Sabrina Rumbach. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. Let's open the gateway to profitability for you today. My guests and I help healthcare entrepreneurs and startup founders like you break through barriers so you can control your business, control your life, and control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Hi, everyone. So today we're bringing Vikram here. He is a trained cardiologist and functional medicine physician. He is an international speaker, high performance coach, and real estate expert. He founded the Vitalogy Institute, a cutting edge institute that helped reverse cardiometabolic disease and optimize vitality. During his decade long time as one of the DC's prominent cardiologists, he specialized in heart failure transplantation, preventative cardiology, heart catheterization, and pulmonary hypertension. He has been a very active member and with multifamily real estate since 2015. And he is a founder, partner, and CEO of Viking Capital Investments. He has been helping high achievers, doctors, and other professionals around the world to achieve ultimate vitality, financial abundance, and bulletproof mindset through his coaching, Limitless MD. And the both of us actually met each other because we're both podcast hosts and be able to show our amazing work through speaking. And he recently has also been giving keynote lecture in CNN's headquarters in Atlanta and just amazing things, awards, that he's been doing. So I'm so excited for him to be joining us on our show, the Providers Edge podcast, because we're here to feature people just like background and everybody else who's listening. Who are you as you are the leader in the healthcare space? And how can we up-level your work and then just start to grow together and build that amazing relationship? So thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, Sabrina. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, that's amazing. So I know for you, you also gone through the, uh, the whole journey of medicine and start to expand out at beyond medicine. So what was the initial passion that brought you to the medicine in the first place? The initial passion uh, to brought me to medicine, you know, I wish it was just all altruistic and hey, you know, I just want to help people. But to be honest with you, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was growing up. Um, in our culture, uh, in the Indian culture, it's either you're a you know, a doctor, a lawyer, or a loser. And so I didn't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> I didn't want to be a loser. So <laughs> I was like, all right, physician makes sense. 
but it was interesting when I was undergraduate, I actually started enjoying it. I started taking classes and I liked figuring out how to help people become next level in their health. And, and I felt like health is a foundation for everything. What I found out also was in my family, um, pretty much everyone, every member of my father's side started having heart problems and they actually collapsed. They had heart attacks. And it was, I remember in my medical career, my father at my son's first birthday collapsed in front of me. And so I was like, man, this is serious. I need to figure this out. I need to help my own family members. And I also know it's the number one killer in the world. And um, so I had a special keen interest in it. And that's why I pursued internal medicine and then went on to cardiology. Yeah, which is so right. I, I remember even when I was picking, I was like finishing school and it's like all these specialties, right? What do I want to do? And then it definitely, it seems like between all the bigger topics of uh, neurosurgery, cardiac, and, and uh, same thing for me, it was like, well, I, I like the hands-on things, just like you, cardiology and the cardiothoracic surgery was something that we do give definitive treatment plan. And despite it being long-term uh, chronic diseases as uh, one of the most costly, and then people really struggle with uh, these illnesses. So for you to think about uh, running the practice, be really standing out in the DC era, and then start to expand into the entrepreneurship, what was the switch at the time to uh, make you feel like, hey, you know, I, I've been working so well in the medicine, but I wanted to have something bigger and more. I just knew that um, the peop reason why people go into medicine is probably threefold. One, they really love it. And it's the passion of what they're doing. Two, they really want to make some money and they know it's a safe, good career. Or three, it's some, some maybe a blend of both. I definitely want to earn a good living and a good learn earn a good life, but I didn't want to do medicine for the sake of it. I wanted, I mean, that I I, I didn't want to be handcuffed into thinking I had to see more patients because I wanted to have a bigger paycheck or I wanted to do certain procedures because I was incentivized by the insurance company or incentivized by you know the medical reimbursement program. And I saw other doctors do that in my training, and that actually like it left a bad taste in my mouth. And so I made a, a, a promise to myself, hey, if I'm still practicing by the age of 40, and I had started my career at age 33, if I'm still practicing by the age of 40, and all my income is coming from being a doctor, something went terribly wrong. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know why. But like, I mean, I, I just made that declaration. But And so I started exploring other streams of income outside of medicine. So then when I was practicing medicine, it was for purely for the love and the passion versus I had to. And also, I didn't want to people tell me, hey, you don't have to see this many patients. Hey, you have to do this. No, if I want to spend an hour talking to a patient and counseling them on coach on health coaching and, and nutrition and fitness and all the things that will really prevent them from ever coming to see me again, because by the time you, they come to see a cardiologist, they've probably made some mistakes. So the goal is I essentially want to uh, make sure that the patients never see me again. And that's because they've done so many good things proactively upstream, if you will. And so what I learned was there's, when I went up to New York for a conference, there was a guy named Dr. Mark Hyman, and he ended up becoming a mentor of mine. And he's one of the fathers of what we call functional medicine. Functional medicine is essentially a medicine where you know you treat the roots of the, of the, of the problem versus you know the leaves or the tree. You go to the root cause. So 
you know, if, if, if a tree has a disease, you don't just clip the branches. You go and see, hey, what's the soil look like? Dr. Raya shares his perspective on the motivations behind entering the medical field, acknowledging that individuals are often driven by a combination of passion for the profession and the desire for financial security. However, he personally did not want to be solely motivated by financial incentives or feel constrained by the need to see more patients or perform certain procedures for monetary gain. Witnessing other doctors fell into this pattern left him dissatisfied. Dr. Raya made a commitment to himself that if he was still practicing medicine solely for income by the age of 40, something had gone wrong. He began exploring alternative sources of income outside of medicine, allowing him to practice medicine purely out of love and passion rather than necessity. His focus shifted toward preventative care, spending quality time with patients to provide health coaching, nutrition advice, and fitness guidance to proactively address health issues and minimizing the need for future medical interventions. His ultimate goal was for patients to lead healthier lives and never have to see him again. Quick announcement before we move forward. If you have a healthcare startup or an entrepreneur yourself looking to accelerate your social mission and increase profitability, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn or visit my website to schedule a consultation. Let's connect and discuss how we can take your healthcare business to the next level. All right, let's get back to the rest of our show. And so I wanted to go look at the soil of the people. And I realized that looking at the soil uh, of their new, of their lifestyle habits or nutrition, all of that makes a huge difference. And it was not just like a, a small incremental change. It's a, it's a dramatic change. And all major cultures, religions, they've talked about this kind of, you know, holistic kind of health process. And uh, even medicine before, quote unquote, modern medicine, we were really doing that. And so we've recently become more of a pill for a nail society. We've become more of a reactive society. And we think we want to manage symptoms versus take care of the whole system. And so as I started developing these ideas, plus I started doing real estate on the side to create other streams of income, I had this idea that I think I want to eventually transition out of medicine and practice what I call functional cardiology, integrative cardiology, more of a proactive cardiology. It, that's a risk. And so I wanted to protect my risk in that because I have kids, I have a mortgage, and you know this is probably going to be more concierge cash-based because insurance doesn't believe in this. Insurance believes in, okay, you have a problem, you have ICD-9 code, then I'll give you the reimbursement to fix that specific problem versus, hey, um, I'm not going to pay for you to live to 120 because that's not in my, that's not what we do. We, so I was like, all right, so since this is probably not going to be, this is riskier, this is going to be off, you know, off the beaten path, I need to create income. So then created a single family real estate company, create a multifamily real estate company eventually became financially free and independent. And so then I was able to practice how I wanted to when I started my clinic, the Vitology Institute. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And so you're able to do both now, uh, do medicine because you simply love the connections you have with the patient, the uh, changes you're able to provide for these patients in a concierge model now. And then you also create an additional stream of income so you can help both yourself and other uh, high performers uh, providers to get to that safe level of uh, without just feeling like you're constantly working because you have to work because that's a burden and labor on yourself. So I know it's definitely not going to be easy for you to be able to do all that. So you must be having a big team. And how did you, uh, how did you able to manage all these people? And how big is your team now? So, uh, so I have three companies. One is called the Vitology Institute, which helps uh, health. Initially, it was taking care of patients and it was health and wellness for physicians. I'm sorry, health and wellness for patients in the in the proactive model. I've evolved that into now the, the Vitology Institute. Essentially, now we I take care of practitioners and I help them in detox, uh, biohacking and human optimization and anti-aging. So that's what the Vitality Institute has evolved into. I also take care of practitioners and providers with their mindset and and business coaching on how to grow their practices and how to create alternative streams of income with Limitless MD, the coaching program. And then with Viking Capital, we're the, the number one real estate platform for physicians and other people of high performers to grow their wealth and through real estate investing. And so I really wanted to be that one-stop shop where health, wealth, and mindset for practitioners. Yeah, which the both of us connect a very high level on the mindset part because we all know you can change. The only way that you, we can control and change is our attitude. How do we uh, see a problem and be able to solve it, but not to hold on to the past? And we can really convert anything into a gift and opportunity. Um, and uh, and uh, as uh, anybody out there, uh, as you have been super accomplished and then other people who are a provider listening to this, we all know we wanted to be the best in the world uh, uh, at every stage of our life as our business grows. And then what are some things that you're continuing to uplevel yourself right now? I think it's what's your why? Because sometimes let's say you hit your goals, you're not fulfilled. So success is a, is a scientific endeavor, but achievement and fulfillment is really more of a passion and it's more of a emotional uh, situation. So you really want to figure out what are your goals in life, create strategies and plans to achieve them, enjoy the process along the way and make sure you're climbing the right mountain. I'm going to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in about three weeks. And you know the interesting thing is a lot of people are climbing some mountain, whatever that is. When they get to the top, they're like, oh, is this all there is? Oh, wait, this is the wrong mountain I climbed. Right, so make sure you're very clear why you're working so hard, what you're sh- sacrificing for. So I have friends who, you know, they they their whole goal is to spend more time with their family, but they work and they they think that if they work, they achieve a certain amount of income, they're doing that. But they sacrifice family time to work so hard to achieve income, to, so that they can spend more time with their family. <laughs> so it defeats the purpose. Or similar, like, hey, I'm going to sacrifice my health now for a lot of money. But then down the road, I, I once I have the money, I don't have the health to enjoy it. So you really have to have it all at the beginning. Meaning you got to focus on, you know, uh, I, I call it the five freedoms. And I'll share with your audience, Sabrina. One is one you need to have financial freedom. Otherwise, you're not going to have peace of mind. It's a fundamental need that we need to have 
financial stability, but beyond that, financial freedom. And then if you can, financial abundance where you have excess capital to do whatever you want. Number two is time freedom. You really have to create... There's different levels of freedom of time, but eventually you want to get to the point where you're a doctor or a provider by choice, not because you have to. And, and, and you get to choose your hours and practice how and when you want. Next is geographic freedom. Perhaps you don't have to be in a clinic stuck somewhere or a surgical center or a hospital. You have maybe flexibility in your schedule. Maybe you have Fridays off. Maybe you should work part-time. Maybe you can work virtually or telework. telework. I don't know. Or maybe you grow into where you become an owner of the practice and not the operator. Then there's mindset, a blueprint mindset, which I know you're very passionate about, Sabrina, but it's essentially you have this resilient bulletproof mindset that literally any adversity you can overcome, you realize that you can, with strategies, literally come up with solutions and options. And also with the, with your thinking, you can create wealth, right? Uh, right now, it's trading dollars for hours. That's what most people do. It's I, I want you to trade ideas for dollars, ideas for wealth. And, and the final one, I guess, uh, I, I would say is, um, yeah, the, the health, the vitality. You want to be to the point where you go, if you're sick, you want to get stable. From stable, you want to feel well. From well, you want to start biohacking, human optimization, and anti-aging to where you you can literally know that you're going to live to 120 years of age. You're going to be around for your great grandkids' grandkids. You're going to have strength. And the goal I have in my mind is I want to be a 100-year-old Olympian, like that kind of thought process. And so if you can achieve these five things, what a, what a wonderful life. What a legendary life. What an epic life you can live and how much impact. Because I don't think it's just about income. I think it's income and impact. And ROI yeah. doesn't stand for return on investment. ROI stands for, um, you know, ripple of, of impact, ripple of, of impressions you can make along the world. Right. And I think it's something that you talked on like so crucially is that when you mentioned people thought they have to exchange something, they have to exchange their time for wealth. They have to exchange their health for time. They have to exchange something for the another thing that they're just thought, oh, I have to get to some goal. Right. In um, positive intelligence, and uh, we know that just uh, a sabotaging tendency that we get into our own way because we thought that's how everybody else were doing it, whether our parents have sacrificed, but that's just the generational differences. There are so many things that allow us to believe that's the only um, way that we can achieve whatever we want to. And then we start attaching our self-identity to if I don't get to that financial wealth or uh, a title that we uh, need to get to, then we are not sure who we are anymore. So all of those is needed to go back to just like uh, Vikram, you said the five freedom. And something that I talk to a lot of my clients too is that how do you define freedom to even begin with? And if you have these five categories of freedom, you can also understand, yes, we all prioritize some of them. I personally prioritize my time freedom more than any. So even though a place that they want to call, I need, they want me to cover their cardiac service for a week, but they're not paying the, my rate or it just simply don't work out with my conference days, my, my personal time, I simply going to say, no, it doesn't matter how much they're paying me because I know time freedom is my number one. So if we can just readjust and then also go back to your 
a uh, statement of what you really continuously want to uplevel is your why, then we're so clear on what is the true reason that helps us to lead to the next decision. Now we don't feel like there's always chaos. There's always someone need us to do something where we constantly want to do something. And it's not a easy way to live. And so to, to even just be able to hey, sit down for everyone who's listening and then go back to what Vikram said about the five freedom, like start listing those out for yourself. That could just be an amazing start point just to begin with. And then you can start figuring out the process of how to get you to the ultimate success and freedom you're looking for. And uh, I would say you've been doing so many amazing things and you, you have uh, now the concierge practice uh, more for the specific clientele now, the high achievers, the vitality building. You have your part of being able to uh, train, coach people for the Luminous MD, and you have the real estate part, right? You have all these different components that you're working on and then be able to uh, leverage the right people and right resource. And then I think if, uh, one of the biggest part I talk to uh practice owner really about is that we needed to find the right people to support us. It's not just, hey, someone has a good CV and you think they're a player, just bring them on. Just having a body is not going to be enough, right? And then so how did you also figure out that to create the crucial synergy around your team? There's two things I want to share with everybody. Four, there's the four A's that you need when you're hiring. So it's attitude, aptitude, ambition, and appearance. So make sure they have the four A's. That's a quick way to just do a double check when you're interviewing somebody. Number two, there's a book called WHO Who by G.H. Smart. And he's an author who really figured out how to interview. And he, you know, people like McKinsey used his methodology. And so it, it goes through several rounds of interviews, several types of screening processes. And I think that's very helpful. We've recently taken... Up, up a notch. I now also use a DISC score, D-I-S-C score to help figure out what role am I hiring for and what's the personality type that, that needs to be in that role. And finally, we've taken up to the next, next level. I use artificial intelligence and sort of um, a collective cohort uh, analysis in something called Wonderlick, W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C-K or L-I-C, one of the two. But it's a strategy where it's 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 a um, service that you can use. Where the I think NFL uses it. I believe the FBI uses it. A lot of other folks use it. Where if you know what role you're hiring for, let's say you're hiring for oper- operations manager, a front desk, a practice manager, a, you know, business partner of some sort, you put that in. If it's in their database, they have a characteristic of what kind of score uh, would do well, and then you ask your applicants to take the score. And if they match up, then you have a really good likelihood. And then, so what we did is we're interviewing for a director of finance, 500 applicants. We only, only 30 people passed this test. Of those 30 people who passed the test, we found three or four that made good sense to interview. And of those three and four, we're going to choose one. But it, allowed, it took a lot of the guesswork out of it. And so I don't care where you start. Four A's is basic. Who is next level? Who plus disc is even better? And then if you want to go all the way down to using, you know, the Wonderlick system, that's also good. But you probably are much be you should be a bigger organization, obviously, because there's a fee to using that that technology. But you have to have a methodology and you can't just 
look at a resume. Most of what resumes are embellishments or over-exaggerations. And, um, you know, your gut interview instinct doesn't always serve you. It's so true because we all know the people who came in with a giant binder of all the certifications, all the bells and whistles. And then when you hire them, they are not able to perform to the level that we want them to do. And then be able to uh, be okay to have those tough conversation and be okay to let go of some of those people is also very crucial. But we don't have to even get to that point if we did our prep work. Uh, it's really about creating our own luck. If we prepared enough. Dr. Raya highlights effective hiring practices in four areas. First, he stresses the importance of evaluating candidates based on attitude, aptitude, ambition, and appearance. Secondly, he recommends the book Who by G.H. Smart which provides a comprehensive methodology for conducting interviews and is widely used by reputable organizations like McKinsey. Thirdly, Dr. Raya introduces the use of dissatisfied score and artificial intelligence tools like Warlick to assess personality traits and streamline application process by adapting structured methodologies and going through resumes, organizations can make better hiring decisions. Don't miss out on episodes. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcasting platform to get the latest actionable steps and insights from our expert guests. Together, let's rewrite the rules for your business and create positive social impacts in the healthcare industry. Let's get back to the rest of our show. And then, of course, we are attracting the right people to the organization, to our own culture, to the right skill and resources, ambitions, as um, you mentioned, so brilliantly above. Awesome. So we know as we're wrapping up, what's next for you? Uh, I think continue to scale the real estate company to to the next level. uh, we're taking our coaching even further. We're getting more and more uh, physicians and providers to to join our our tribe and our mentorship. And uh, you know, I'm excited about you know all the growth in 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 you know with artificial intelligence, with um, with cutting edge technology that our health can really be back in our hands. Um, and yeah, I really want to use intelligence data sort of the, the thoughts on you know blue zones where people are consistently living beyond 100 years of age, incorporating a lot of that and really help people uh, live a better life. Because um, I think if we can actually live to our potential, our capabilities, this whole world is going to vibrate at a much higher frequency of energy and uh, we can have a much bigger impact. So well said. I know so many people have gotten a lot out of this conversation. They could definitely get a wanted to talk to you for a different uh, area of uh, all the work that you're doing. So how can people find you? Uh, I'm on all the social media channels. Otherwise, you can get me on, on my main website, vikramraya.com. So it's V-I-K-R-A-M. Last name is Raya, R-A-Y-A.com. Perfect. People definitely uh, look up at the Limitless MD podcast that uh, Vikram is hosting and check out his website. And there's so many resources and really 
be here, be connecting, be able to uplevel yourself. And at the end of the day, healthcare is not just about we are our own entity. We create our workflow. We are who we are. And then we think people just going to automatically come to us. And there's still an effort to be intentional, to build that amazing network, to be able to learn from people like Bikram who has achieved the level of success that you are wanting or simply learn from and have that amazing conversation to begin with and give ourselves the grace of saying it's okay what we work so hard for we should be proud of and there is a better way and better light where we don't have to worry about the high staff turnover that we're facing currently in the healthcare space that yes uh, burnout is an issue but it's doesn't have to be us. And we can turn things around to still enjoy the creations that uh, that we're currently be able to manage and don't have to fall into uh, a place or feel like being cornered in, uh, that we don't have enough time or resources. Uh, it, we can really turn everything around. So I appreciate uh, you guys for listening in. I appreciate Vikram from joining us. Until next time. Dr. Raya's journey in medicine, entrepreneurship, and personal growth offers valuable insight and lessons for all of us. From his passion for cardiology and transitioning to functional medicine, balancing multiple roles and building synergistic teams, and prioritizing personal growth. Furthermore, his strategies for hiring and the significance of continuous learning and growth serve as guiding principles for success in both personal and personal endeavors. Here's our quick six major points we have discussed. Dr. Raya's medical journey and passion for cardiology is an important side of one's genuine interest for the true passion in medicine. Driven by personal experience and inherent influence, you can lead to a deeper understanding and dedication to address specific health challenges. Number two, exploring alternative income stream and embracing entire approach like functional medicine can provide opportunities for a bigger impact beyond traditional medical practices, emphasizing the importance of aligning personal values with professional pursuits. Number three, Creating multiple income streams and building capable and dedicated teams enable professionals to practice medicine on their own terms, achieving financial independence and enhancing their ability to provide exceptional care while pursuing entrepreneurial endeavors. Number four, hiring strategically for building a synergistic team. Employees structured for hiring process that can assess candidates based on attitude, aptitude, ambition, and appearance, along with utilizing resources like Who by GH Smart and incorporating assessments and artificial intelligence tools can lead to better informed hiring decision and the selection of suitable candidates. Number five, understanding and prioritizing aspects of freedom such as financial time, geographical mindset, and health freedom. Allow individuals to make decisions aligned with their goals and value, leading to a more intentional and fulfilling life. Number six, 
continuing self-improvement through a growth mindset, seeking opportunities for growth, investing in personal development, and finding fulfillment in the journey itself are the key to staying at the forefront of one's field and making a positive impact on others and the world. Thank you for listening. Remember, the positive change we're seeking starts right here with me and you. If you are a fan of the show, or if you are just having struggles or success that you're either experienced in the past or are experiencing now in the healthcare industry, these matter to all of us. I want to hear from you. Visit sabrinarombach.com/connect and send me a direct message. Talk soon.